So folks, imagine this for a moment, that we are the survivors of a pandemic that killed 7 million people. I mean, 7 million people directly from COVID. And then COVID complicated people's health conditions and more people than that actually died. But 7 million people and we survived it. And you remember the COVID quarantine? It affected every aspect of human life. Social, economic, religious, family, education. But just imagine a quarantine that would last a lifetime. Perhaps that gives us an insight into the fate of the lepers in the Old Testament and in Jesus' time. It was a lifetime of quarantine with no hope. The laws about leprosy that we hear in today's first reading may sound oppressive, but in reality, they were reasonable. Just like the pandemic quarantine, laws regulating leprosy were necessary to deal with the highly contagious disease that had no treatment. Nevertheless, the condition of the lepers was pitiable, ostracized, looked down upon, avoided by family and society. They lived a lifetime in isolation. Having said all that, my focus in this homily is neither on the leprosy laws nor on the lepers. I'm choosing today to focus on Jesus who healed the leper. I want to focus on the God that Jesus reveals in and through this miracle. So I have three points for you as usual. And here is my first point for today. First, I want to talk about the God of the peripheries. The God of the peripheries. Folks, society of Jesus' time followed the Mosaic law about leprosy. But the gospel account of the healing of the leper breaks all the laws. The leper, instead of using a wooden clapper, lepers had to make their presence felt. So they would carry a, a wooden clapper and they would clap that so people could just move away and not make contact. So the leper... Instead of using a wooden clapper to warn people of his presence, dared to approach Jesus. Instead of avoiding socialization, the leper knelt before Jesus and begged him to heal him. For me, though, it is how Jesus responded that is even more interesting. Jesus responded unlike the rest of society and even the religious establishment. Instead of looking down on the leper, Jesus had compassion on him. He was moved with pity, says Mark. Instead of saying, staying clear of the leper, Jesus stretched out his hand. 
Instead of avoiding contact with the leper, Jesus actually touched him. Instead of further ostracizing him, Jesus restored him back to society. He said, go and tell the priest. And now you're welcome back into society. So the point I'm trying to make here is that there is a God that Jesus reveals in and through this story. And not only this story, but all the four Gospels reveal a God of the peripheries in the tax collectors, the sinners, the prostitutes, people like the Samaritans and today's leper. Jesus embraced those who were on the boundaries, the peripheries of society. He hung out with them, worked with them, ate and drank with them, and restored them to society. Now Jesus' response to the outcast leper raises questions for modern day society and today's church. And what are these questions? Who belongs in the church? Who does not? Who are the insiders in society? Who are the outcasts? And who decides who is in and who is out? And why? But the most important question of them all is, if we, the followers of Jesus, think like the rest of society or do we think like Jesus? And what are the implications if we believe in a God of the peripheries? The second point, who is the leper? Folks, there is an interesting detail in the gospel story that we might be inclined to overlook because we are so taken up with the healing of the leper. Jesus asked the leper to keep the news of his healing to himself. And I find this truly, actually, I find it humorous because I'm surprised that Jesus trusted the man who violated the Mosaic law. Should Jesus really trust him to keep his mouth shut? Of course, the man went and publicized his healing. And here is what Mark tells us. Hear this. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places. In other words, the leper is restored to society, but now Jesus has to move about in the peripheries. He can't enter the town. He's in the deserted places. He is now where the leper was, and the leper is where Jesus was. Jesus changed places with the leper. And the climax of this movement towards the periphery is best exemplified in Jesus' death. You know where Jesus died? He was killed? Not in Jerusalem. On the outskirts of Jerusalem, he was killed outside the city. So in his death, humanity is in, but Jesus is out. And what a paradox this is. 
In fact, the entire story of Jesus' incarnation is captured in the story of the healing of the leper. You see, Jesus left heaven to come out to us in the peripheries, heal us of the leprosy of sin and restore us back to heaven. The leper restored back into society is symbolic of humanity's restoration back to the garden, to heaven, to eternity. So folks, please hear me out. The leper is not just out there somewhere. The leper is also you and me. We are all sinners. We are all infected by the leprosy of sin. But God did not look down upon us, avoid us, further ostracize us. Rather, through Christ, God stretched out his hands, touched us, and healed us. And even today, this ministry of healing and reconciliation continues through the sacramental life of the church. But it all came at a cost. God became the God of the peripheries so that we might be restored to eternity. And this is the God that Jesus reveals in this healing. So my third point, I want to talk about a further practical implication of what um, this story means for us. I want to share a story with you of our recent experience back in India. So I had made an, I had made an appointment with uh, an orthopedic doctor in a local Catholic hospital. Actually, this hospital is right in my neighborhood. It's run by the diocese. And uh, I went and made an appointment. Um, you might find this interesting, but at home back in India, I can make an appointment with the doctor and meet him on the same day, get the test done, get the test results done, and get my treatment all in the same day. Within 24 hours, I can do all that. So I'm here. I met and made an appointment, and I was number five on the list to meet with the doctor. So when the doctor began to see patients, I was called first, but I was fifth on the list. I soon realized that it was because the hospital record showed my name as Father Satish Joseph. In a Catholic hospital, the priest was seen first even though there were people ahead of me. To be honest, I was not unhappy. <laughs> but again, to be honest, I was unhappy. You see, I'm very sensitive to clericalism. It saddened me that structures exist where some people are more privileged while others are not. So I have another appointment when I go home in June and I've decided that this time I will make sure that I'm called in the same order in which I am to be seen. Now share a simple example of how society or religious institutions can create structures for belonging and not belonging, for advantages and disadvantages. And such structures exist across society and even the church. So race, social status, political clout, gender, wealth, sexual orientation can make some people belong 
and other people to be excluded. They make some people privileged and others not privileged. If we believe in a God of the peripheries, then we must constantly evaluate the kind of society and church we help to create and sustain. Most of all, we must remember that we were once on the peripheries, all of us. We were once on the peripheries and that it's God's compassion, God's justice, God's love and God's grace that restored us back to where we belong. Folks, on this Eucharistic table and at every Eucharistic altar, God is still a God of the peripheries. Jesus is here and we all belong. Not one person is unprivileged in this congregation. We all belong. There are no insiders and outsiders here. And as we worship the God of the peripheries, may we also walk in the footsteps of Jesus who revealed a God of the peripheries. People of God said,